Hello and welcome to Awaken with Erica Jade, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. I'm your host, Erica Jade, a certified holistic health coach, Reiki master, yoga teacher, NASM personal trainer, and former NFL cheerleader. Here we are all about diving deep and getting real while embracing a holistic approach to health, spirituality, and lifestyle. Each episode, I'll be taking you through expert interviews and personal stories that are packed with insights, tips, and practical tools for awakening your mind, body, and soul. My goal is to help you align with your authentic self and create a life filled with joy, purpose, and abundance. So if you're ready to transform your life and unlock your true potential, then let's get started. Prepare to awaken. Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to all of you listening all around the world. We've officially reached 11 countries and counting within our first six weeks, and my mind is blown. It is so cool looking at new countries pop up when I look at the analytics of the podcast. So shout out to all of you listeners all over the United States, literally in every single state within the United States. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to Canada, Australia, Japan, Finland, Jamaica, the UK, South Korea, Norway, France, and New Zealand. We have listeners in all of those 11 countries, and it is so cool to me that these messages are being shared worldwide. So thank you, thank you, thank you all for tuning in from wherever you are in our beautiful world. And I hope that this is really helping you to grow in your own awakening journey. If it is, make sure to subscribe, hit that follow button so that you'd never miss an episode, and then share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Also, shout out to everyone who checked in on me after listening to last week's episode. Yes, I am okay. The cat bites are healing. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can go back and listen. I give you a whole rundown of what the end of the Mercury retrograde period this last run around or this last go around, I should say, how that went for me. And you can hear all about my wonderful day with my dog eating something that he shouldn't have and all of those fun things. I'd also like to point out that after last week's episode aired, after it went live, I went to the DMV and I was sitting at the DMV about to walk in. I go to get out of my car and then the guy that's walking out while I go to walk in, he's like, system crashed. I'm like, wait, what? This is the day that that last episode aired. Okay. So we are still in Mercury retrograde shadow period. I do need to point that out because if you have any Virgo placements like me, I have my, my son is in Virgo. I am a Virgo son. So if you have any Virgo placements like me, you're going to feel this extra. And there's a few other signs that feel this. I'm not a pro on astrology, so just bear with me here. But Virgo, I know in particular, we are ruled by Mercury. So if you have those Virgo placements, then Mercury retrogrades are extra spicy for you. And we're almost there. Just breathe through it. We have about one more week of this shadow period left. And then once we get through this, we're in the clear for a bit. On a brighter note, I've been promoted. I 
work at a yoga studio. I teach yoga. I'm a yoga instructor. So if you didn't know, now you know. And the studio that I work at is one of about 220 for this whole company that I'm a part of. So the company is a pretty well-known company across the United States. And there is a studio near me that is one of the top five out of those 220 studios. And they were looking for a new studio coordinator. So guess who got the job? It's kind of like an assistant manager position. And I'm only going to be there part-time because I still have my coaching business and energy healing and I'm doing all of those things plus this podcast. So I am busy, but I did have some hours in my week and I really love working within this community. So I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the new challenges that are going to come along with it. And I get to teach more classes and meet new people. And I love to share the energy with people when I'm teaching within a yoga studio. It's a really great feeling and I'm excited to continue to do that. You're never going to believe this. Well, maybe you will, but maybe not. I don't know. I was told by a psychic medium about a month ago that I would be getting this position. He literally said to me, I see people dancing around around you. Now I realize that that was yoga. He was like, I see people dancing around around you and there's an office position opening up. It's something within a management role. It's opening up with you and just take it, take it. You'll really like it. All will be well, you know, God bless you. And that's what he said to me, pretty much word for word. I was like, yeah, no way. And he did throw in the old NFL team that I used to cheer for. He was like, I think maybe it's something to do with them. And then I was like, yeah, buddy, no, uh, uh-uh. never going back there. So that made me laugh. And I just kind of wrote it all off to be not true and was like, oh, he maybe just med- misread something. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks, this opportunity was presented to me and I was like, oh my gosh, light bulb moment, ding, ding, ding. This was what he was talking about. Those people dancing around, they were doing yoga. They weren't dancing. It wasn't for the NFL team. It was for the yoga studio. So it all clicked. Everything made sense. It was all meant to be literally written in the stars. And I'm very happy. Now, none of this would have been possible. And I wouldn't have even had this opportunity had I not moved back to Northern Virginia about a month ago. All of these things had to happen for me to be getting that opportunity presented to me and me to be able to say, yeah, actually, that's something that I'm interested in and accept it. Moving back to Northern Virginia opened all of these new doors for me, and I was able to walk through them confidently and with excitement because I was ready for them to be opened. This is the perfect example of what the Roman philosopher Seneca once said, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I feel extremely lucky to have been offered this opportunity and to have been able to actually accept it. I have a flexible schedule because I work for myself and I make my own hours, and the move prepared me because it put me in the right location to be able to accept the opportunity. So I was literally prepared when this opportunity arose, and that's what created the luck of me being promoted. I can think of so many other examples of these opportunities meeting preparedness throughout my life. This is just one of the many. It also happened when I adopted my puppy last year. I was scrolling through Instagram just randomly one day, was not looking for a puppy. I mean, okay, I kind of was. I was always looking for a puppy. I've fostered dogs for several years. I've fostered probably eight or nine dogs at this point, and I love fostering, but I was ready to have my own. And so I was I was passively looking. So when I was scrolling through Instagram, I came across the cutest puppy. He was white and gray. He was so adorable. He had these floppy ears. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
Now, keep in mind the rescue that had him for adoption. They have a meet and greet policy where they only take four applicants to meet and greet. Maybe it's three. I think it might be three. And then for him, it was just happened to be four. But they only take three applicants to meet each puppy. And once they hit their meet and greet quota, they get taken off the website. So I was like, there's no shot that he's still on the website because this is a very well-known rescue group too. They're very popular on social media. The puppies that get posted on their page, they go quick. They go so quick, which I'm so happy about because all of these doggies are getting great homes. But anyways, I went and I looked on the website because I was like, there's no shot that he's still available. If he's still available, uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll send out an application. I was still not sure. He was on the website still. So that meant he was still available for meet and greets. And when I went to go apply, I was like, oh, no, I saw something on the application that said, if you are a new applicant, that means that you have to wait until your application is approved before you actually apply. So you can send in a request here and then you have to fill out a whole form and do all this stuff. And I was like, oh, gosh, no. But then I realized I've worked with this rescue before during all my fostering years and I already had an application on file. I was like, wait a second, I can use this old application. So I just updated my address, updated my information with the most recent stuff, and I sent it in and I got an answer within the hour that said, hey, we'd love to schedule you for your meet and greet. And I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. This isn't happening. This isn't real right now. Are you serious? And then I went and met him the next day because naturally I have no patience when it comes to dogs. I met him the next day and I fell in love. But I was the second person, or I guess I was considered a family technically, even though it was just me. (laughs) I was the second family to have met him out of the four families that had applied to meet him. So then he still had two more families to meet before the foster made her decision because the foster family decides who gets the dog based on who interacts with them the best or who the dog chooses, essentially. Over the weekend, I was refreshing my email like a maniac. I was a crazy person all weekend. And I remember I was in the kitchen with my aunt. I was visiting her and the kids. And I was looking at my phone, looking at my phone. She's talking to me and I'm just like, refresh, refresh, refresh. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Listening, still listening, but very, very set on my email because I knew it was Sunday evening. I hadn't heard anything. She said we would hear by the weekend. And then all of a sudden it happened. I got an email and the first line said, congratulations. I screamed and I threw my phone at my aunt and I was like, read it because I can't read it. And she was like, she read it and she's like starting to read it out loud. But then immediately we both started screaming and I started crying because I was like, holy shit, I'm getting a dog. Like it's happening. And I was super excited, but I was also like, wait, am I really ready for this? Is this happening? Like what's going on? I feel super lucky because she picked me and I just had seen this puppy on Instagram like less than three, four days ago. And all of a sudden now he's mine and I get to pick him up in a couple of weeks after he goes through his whole, you know, shots and all of those things that he has to do before he gets taken home. So I had a couple of weeks before I had to pick him up and it was time to really get down to business and get ready for him. But that's another prime example of me being prepared. I had my application in. I have had experience with dogs in the past. I knew exactly what I was looking for, exactly what to do. I knew how to interact with him when I met him. So I was really, really prepared to get this dog. Oh, I didn't even mention this part. So with my anxiety, I had gotten a an ESA letter from a therapist years ago 
And she had wrote me an ESA letter for my old dog because technically I do have my dog for my anxiety. It's a companion animal. The apartment that I was living in didn't allow animals. It was a non-dog friendly apartment, but they can't turn down ESAs. Thankfully, I pulled out that letter and I still had it, which was great. Sent it into my office management for the apartment complex and they were like, yep, no worries. Just let us know when he's going to be arriving and here's a form to fill out so that we have all the information in our files. And I was like, amazing. Okay, great. So I didn't have to jump through hoops there either. Everything worked out perfectly. Everything fell into place because I was prepared for it, even though I didn't really realize that I was prepared for it. I was. All of those things that I had done years prior prepared me for that very moment of getting my little baby blue. His name's blue, by the way. So that's just another example. I think it's pretty cool. And I truly believe that there is no such thing as luck by chance. When I look at this from a laws of the universe perspective, this is the idea that you need to be a vibrational match to what you're trying to manifest, and then align yourself with that level of energy in order to experience your manifestations or to experience luck. The law of vibration states that everything in this world is made up of energy that is vibrating at a specific frequency. Everything is energy. The law of vibration quite literally states that every single thing in this world is energy. The microphone that I'm speaking into is energy. It's just very, very condensed into a hard physical matter, but it's energy. It has its own vibration. So we as humans each have our own vibrations, our thoughts, our emotions, our physical states, our food, the things that we put into our bodies, they all create a different vibration within our body. And that is what is given off within our aura. I don't know if you ever felt or experienced somebody who had a super magnetic aura, somebody who just kind of draws you in. That's because the frequency that they're vibrating at is attractive to your frequency. It's something that's like, ooh, this feels good. I I like their energy and it draws you in. The law of attraction is very similar to the law of vibration. They kind of go hand in hand. And the law of attraction states that like attracts like. If you're at a certain frequency, you're going to attract more of that same frequency. If you're operating from a place of love and a place of joy, and you're going through life filled with this love and joy, then you're going to have more joyous moments and you're going to attract more people who are also filled with that love and joy. You can think about different frequencies like radio stations. In order to align yourself with the one that you want to listen to, you have to tune in to the right station. So if you want to be listening to Summer Hits of the 90s, for example, you have to tune into that station that's playing Summer Hits of the 90s. If you tune in to the station that's playing heavy metal, you're not going to be getting Summer Hits of the 90s, no matter how much you wish for it when you're tuned into that station. You have to change the frequency. You have to go to the proper frequency to experience what you're trying to experience. I was actually just reading, or I guess I should say rereading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It's an incredible book. If you haven't read it already, I highly recommend it. I've recommended it to pretty much all of my clients and all of my friends and all of my family. I love books. I love reading. And I am happy to share when something really resonates with me. So I was rereading it the other night, and there was a section that really stood out to me and demonstrated this whole concept perfectly. 
it says, I have observed that people who carry a lot of anger inside of them without being aware of it and without expressing it are more likely to be attacked verbally or even physically by other angry people and often for no apparent reason. They have a strong emanation of anger that certain people pick up subliminally and that triggers their own latent anger. If you have difficulty feeling your emotions, start by focusing attention on the inner energy field of your body. Feel the body from within. It's talking about how if you don't actually feel your emotions and look at them and analyze them and try to understand where they're coming from, they're just going to build up within your body and it's going to affect your aura. It's going to affect your energy, your frequency, your vibe, if you will. Becoming a vibrational match with the vibration of your manifestations or your desired outcomes is not something that just happens out of nowhere. You need to consciously align yourself with what it is that you desire in order to have the opportunity to encounter it. Aligning yourself with that vibration does not guarantee that you'll manifest what you're looking to manifest. And let me make that abundantly clear. It does not guarantee anything. It only gives you the opportunity to act on those desires. You still need to do the work to bring those things into your reality. And this all goes back to detaching from outcomes, which you can learn more about in episode four, Let That Shit Go. It's all about the law of detachment. So if you're wanting more information on that, just go back and listen to that one because that's a great episode, if I do say so myself. You need to align with the energy that you're desiring to call in and prepare to encounter what you're seeking or better alternatives. So don't be tied to a certain outcome. You need to be open and keep your awareness open to all possibilities because you might want to go through one door, but there's a door that's right next to it that's leading to a beautiful, beautiful outcome. And the door that you wanted to go to that looked all shiny and bright and beautiful and from the outside, it's going to a brick wall behind it. There's nothing there. But that door that's not so shiny and bright from the outside that you're like, eh, I'm not really interested. That one could be paradise for you. So be open to all outcomes, not attached to any one outcome in particular, and be ready to act when those things are presented to you, when those opportunities are presented to you. You still need to do the work to bring things into your reality. They don't just appear. Everything that you do, consciously and subconsciously, brings energy towards you or pushes energy away. I want to point out that when I say that you need to become a vibrational match with what you're looking to manifest, that usually means raising your vibration. If you're operating from a lower vibration with feelings like fear, lack, anger, jealousy, or even shame, it's going to be a lot harder to be able to see those opportunities when they do arise. Think of raising your vibration like riding an elevator. You and your desired outcomes are on separate floors. And you need to elevate yourself, <laughs> no pun intended, you need to elevate yourself to be able to interact with that energy. It's all there for you. The potential for those manifestations is there, but you need to elevate your vibration to get to that same level to be able to interact with it. There are many, many ways to raise your vibration, but some simple ones, some of my favorites include dancing, meditation, breath work, laughter, go laugh with a friend, it's going to raise your vibration instantly, or listening to uplifting music. The music that you listen to and the frequency of the music that you listen to, we can do a whole episode on that. The frequency of the music that you listen to has a huge impact on your energy. 
and on your vibration. So just pay attention to what you're listening to and make sure that you're listening to music that's of a high frequency. Anyways, we'll get into that. We'll talk about that another time. I want you to take a moment and think about the last time that you felt lucky. How prepared were you to recognize and receive that luck? And really think about it. Think about a situation where you felt lucky and then think about all of the things that had prepared you for that moment to be able to say, wow, I feel so lucky or, oh my gosh, yes, I can't believe this is happening. Like whatever that feeling was when you felt lucky, go back a bit and look at what prepared you to feel that way in that moment. Now, imagine that you were trying to manifest a promotion at work and you didn't see any of those positions open. You were trying to manifest a promotion that was to the level right above where you were at, but there was somebody in that position. It really wasn't open for you. There weren't going to be openings for a long time. And you were just like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to manifest that, but it doesn't really look so great. I don't think that there's going to be anything there for me. Now, imagine that there's two other people in your same position and you all want to be promoted, but the, again, there's no openings. Now, imagine that everybody took that mindset of, well, there's nothing I can do. And when the promotion is available, then I'll start to put my interest out there and show that I'm interested in that promotion. But right now, what's the point? Instead of taking that mindset like the other two people that you work with, you had the mindset that no matter what, you're going to show up and go into work with the mindset of somebody that would be in that higher level position. You start expressing interest in that promotion and in that position, and you start talking to those people in that position on how did they get there? What did they need to do in order to get to that level? What are some of the things that you might be able to do to improve your skills in the meantime until something opens up? to be promoted to. Start having those conversations. Start to play around with what it feels like to be walking in those shoes. And now fast forward a couple of months. All of a sudden, the person that's in that position that you were wanting to get promoted to, they put their two weeks in and they're out of there. And all of a sudden, an opening appeared and you're ready to get promoted. You've been expressing interest. You've been learning what it takes to be in that role. And the other two people that are in your current position they haven't done any of that work. They haven't really expressed the interest, even though they're interested in it, they haven't expressed it. They haven't done that preparation work to get that promotion. So you're way ahead of the game. And now you go through this interview process and all of a sudden, boom, you got the job. You might feel really lucky in that moment. You might be like, wow, I am so lucky that I got this job over my two coworkers. But in reality, it was an opportunity that had presented itself to you when you were fully prepared to take it. Opportunity meets preparedness. And now imagine that you're trying to manifest a relationship, but you never put yourself out there to interact with potential partners. You hang out at home, you're not on dating apps, you're not doing anything to put yourself out there to go meet somebody new. If you're not doing your half of the work to at least encounter a potential partner, you're going to be waiting for that lucky day that you meet somebody for a very, very long time, if not forever. Now, on the flip side, 
if you do the work to prepare yourself for your next relationship, what I mean by doing the work is like doing your inner work, practice self-love, clear out all of those skeletons in your closet, get rid of them, and then let go of anyone who no longer serves you. Let go of that past ex, let go of that situationship, let go of all of those things that you might be holding on to to create space for a new partner to enter your life. So you did all of these things. You've been preparing. You're ready for a new relationship. And now you start putting yourself out there. Maybe you're on dating apps casually. Maybe you're walking around in new places and out at different coffee shops. And you're going out and you're trying to meet somebody new. Well, by doing that, you are far more likely to meet somebody special and then get quote unquote lucky with a new relationship. It's not luck. It is when opportunity meets preparedness. Speaking of getting lucky within relationships, and no, I don't mean in that way. Get your head out of the gutter. You know when somebody says, wow, you are so lucky about your relationship or about something that your partner does for you or whatever it is. You can attribute all of that to the preparation that you did ahead of time to call that person into your life. You are not lucky, you were prepared, and now you are reaping the benefits. I get asked all the time, how do I manifest a relationship? How do I manifest a specific person? The answer is you can't. Let's get that out there. You cannot manifest a specific person. Say it with me. If you're trying to manifest a specific person, let it go. But you can align yourself with what you would be looking for and then actively open yourself up to the possibility of meeting somebody. Align yourself with the energy of that kind of relationship that you would want to be in and then open yourself up to that opportunity, to that possibility. Again, think back to that analogy that I gave you about riding an elevator to raise your vibration. If you're on level three and the energy that you're looking for in a partner or in your next relationship is all the way up on level 10 or maybe level 20, You're going to have to do some work to raise your vibration, to ride that elevator up to that higher level so that you can even just mingle with that energy. You have to do the work to put yourself out there, up there, I guess I should say, and then you mingle with that energy and that gives you the opportunity for that new relationship. Even though you can't manifest a specific partner, I will give you a few tips for how to raise your vibration to match a desired relationship level or to align with a future partner. My number one tip, practice self-love. The more that you love yourself, the more that others will feed off of that energy that you're giving yourself and they're going to give it right back to you. So love yourself first and then everybody else is going to see, wow, they love themselves and I see why. Number two, get your life in order. Your finances, your habits, your home environment, all of it. Get it all in order. Get it to a place where you would be ready for somebody to step into your life. Number three, detach from anyone and anything that no longer serves you and the life that you're trying to create. Clear out those skeletons. People, we don't want them there. Get that energy out of there. Make room for fresh energy. Number four, do the inner work. What I mean by doing the inner work is understand how your past traumas affect your relationships. 
do the healing work that you need to do to show up as somebody who is willing to get into a relationship and do the work, that hard work that's necessary to make a relationship work. Because it takes two conscious people coming together for a conscious partnership to last through all those ups and downs. And I like saying conscious partnership. I can talk about that in a future episode because I think conscious partnerships are the way to go. And I'll tell you why another time. But if you're interested in it, you can look it up. I have a blog on my website about that if you want to look more into that. But inner work might include learning your love language and learning your attachment style so that you know how you're going to show up or how you want your partner to show up for you. And that's an important part of a relationship. So figure those things out now, and then that's going to help you to understand what to even look for in a partner when you do go out there and start dating. And then number five, practice authenticity. It is so true what they say, your vibe attracts your tribe. It's important that the vibe that you're putting out is that of your authentic self. If you're going into the dating world and you're trying to be somebody that you're not, then you're going to be attracting somebody who doesn't necessarily know or want the real authentic you. And it's going to be a really, really long life if you have to keep up with playing this character that you created just to attract a partner. Nothing is more attractive than somebody being their authentic self and being unapologetic as fuck about it. Regardless of what it is that you're trying to manifest, you have to align with that energy and become a vibrational match for that opportunity. Detach from any expectations and open yourself up to all of the possibilities. And also, remember that divine timing is always at play. Divine timing runs the show. What's meant for you will always be for you. And any quote unquote missed opportunities were never meant to be yours in the first place. If you feel like you missed out on something or someone, just know that there's something better waiting for you around the corner. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for joining in this week's episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. I hope this conversation provided you with valuable insights and tools to help guide you on your journey towards awakening. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and please take a moment to leave a review. The more reviews that we have, the more the podcast is shown to new listeners. So I greatly appreciate you helping me reach as many people as possible. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, spread the love and share it with them. Remember, you have the power within you to create the life that you desire. So keep going and keep growing on your path to awakening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.